Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. It is abrupt. It is abrupt. <laughs> It'll be better once we have an actual intro. Oh, it's, I heard it may be coming soon. It may be coming soon. We'll yeah. see. Uh, oh, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Rewatchers Council. Thanks for coming back. Episode five, Adelia. This first mm-hmm. season, just flying by. Never kill a boy on a first date. You know what? I really enjoyed life. this. Yeah, it was a great episode. It's also one of my life's mottos. Yeah, I mean, it should be. Yeah. You should never try to kill a boy on a first date. I never tried to kill a boy on a first date. Yeah. It's underlined. Girls, however, people make mistakes. <laughs> people make mistakes. Uh, let's get into this. Um, original air date, March 31st, 1997. I know exactly what you were doing. What was that? I have no idea. I was trying to. I was trying to act like a big show off. I have no idea either. I was uh, probably in high school. Oh, uh, what would I have been doing then? Was I working? See, I would have been a freshman in high school. Oh, brother. Well, not me. That's for sure. Uh, some of the things. It was written by Rob Days Hotel and Dean Batali, two names of which I do not believe show up in the credits for uh, Buffy again, but I might be wrong. I didn't see anything else from them though. Uh, they went on to write for that '70s show because oh. that '70s show about the startup. Adelia, we're gonna do a full rewatch of that. No, no. Like, should we suggest Absolutely people not. probably don't need to see that '70s show again? No, no. Pro- probably not. Although it was funny, and just somebody. It, w- it was funny at the time, but yeah, no. yeah. No. Directed by David Samel. Again, uh, Buffy didn't no, have yeah. too many like directors that could just stayed for a while. Uh, this guy directed a tons of stuff. I guess he directed an episode of Watchmen, which is cool. Okay. Yeah. And then he did shows like 90210. Like he's been around forever. Uh, ready for the DVD synopsis? Absolutely. Some of them right on the nose. And then, well, while awaiting the arrival of the warrior vampire, the anointed one, Adelia, Buffy's big date at the bronze ends with an assault on a funeral home. I wouldn't, could, I, would you consider it an assault? I mean, maybe by the vampires, but. Yeah, not really. Yeah, I don't think it was really, really. by them. And not even by the vampires. Or, eh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, number one movie that week. Once again, Liar, Liar, and Liar, Liar turned out it was a pretty big hit. I guess it broke some kind of March records at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it beat out like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a pretty big deal. 
I'm sure it's been eclipsed by then, but I'm not going to do it. I'm sure it's been eclipsed. Yeah. And number one song still, Can't Nobody Hold Me Down by Puff Daddy and Mace. Again, uh, when I think of Puff Daddy and Mace songs, this is like one of the last ones I'd think of. This is probably the first one I'd think of. Oh, really? Yeah. I, well, I guess you were in high school. I think, I think this was the first time I ever heard of either of them. So Yeah, and Biggie's still alive because he's in the video. And so is uh, Undercover Brother. But I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but this, now this is why we keep talking about the UK number one hits, Adelia. Okay. Because sometimes they just get it right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number one song in the UK, the week of March 31st, 1997, Block, Rock, and Beats by the Chemical Brothers. Yes. That's a good song. I love that song. It came it's out. a great song. Yes. It's an awesome song. <sighs> Much better than that damn Spice Girls one that it took over. Yeah. What was Ma- it again? Mama? Ma- Mama. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Ugh, the worst. Anyways, let's get on with it. And we start off, Adelia. With a graveyard fight. We did. And yes, and we had a dusting of a vampire this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank goodness for that. This is the first, uh, I don't know if you call them, it was a, it's not really cold. Was it a cold, cold open? I don't know what you call these. It doesn't, I guess I it mean, just starts. Before the credits, I guess it's kind of a cold open. Yeah, so the first one that starts with a vampire fight in the graveyard. Uh, spoiler alert, might not be the last. Yep. Might not be the last knowing the show. Not. Uh but I can't think of too many more that happened in when this graveyard, which is an actual graveyard. Because of course they moved to the parking lot pretty soon just to save time and money. Uh she tries out a uh, a catchphrase, Adelia. Now, would you be happy if in the next 138 episodes uh whenever she kills someone, she would say, I'm Buffy in your history. No. She was, you know, it's a work in progress. It's, you know, she's only five episodes deep. Give her a little <laughs> break, for goodness sakes. Uh, yeah. Then Giles pops up. He's been critiquing. He's saying that uh, it was a bit a bit too bloody for my taste. And that uh, she's spending too much time and energy. She has to learn to plunge and move on, Adelia. Plunge I, and move on. I absolutely love that he says it's too bloody for his taste and there is no blood there's it's dust it's there's dust. absolutely no blood yeah uh ridiculous and they find a ring on the ground mind you it could be anybody's ring but they find a ring on the ground this like although all the clothing and stuff turns to dust for this vampire not this ring and it turns out it says he's a part of the uh, uh order of aurelius mm-hmm all right, so they have no idea what that means, but they're gonna find out. And then yep. we see the master. And the master is gonna let you know because he goes to the master and he opens his book up perfectly to where he wants to read. How many times do you do that? Never. Let's go. Never. Unless I have a, a a bookmark in it. Never. Yep. Nope. Do I open As you it can up see. exactly to what I want? There's no bookmark. We also do a show. Yeah on the let's get ready network called starting 11 and this Over on is the highlights channel yeah mm-hmm, this is uh this is uh our second season worth of notes i do i'm gonna open up to the page where chelsea beats tottenham 
four to one. All right. Uh, no, nowhere close. This is week nine. <laughs> this is where Liverpool beat uh, uh, Everton, Bournemouth beat or lose to Wolves. Yeah, no, don't even have Chelsea on the page. Okay, yeah. so I'm not as good as the master. <laughs> well, I mean, who much. is as good as the master? I well, mean, don't. isn't that why he's the master? He is a master. Uh, <laughs> he talks about the anointed, uh, but the anointed one saying the slayer will not know him will not stop him and he will lead her into hell what do you think of that i could have been a master as soon as he said that line i knew that whoever buffy was going to kill at the end of this episode was not the person she needed to kill yeah five will die from their ashes the anointed shall rise when he talks about the this order was some good foreshadowing yes I, like the ending of this episode is fantastic yeah, I think that is the only thing that these guys did. It's weird. Uh, yeah, he talks about the orders of Aurelius. Then grabs one of his lackeys by the throat. They don't breathe. So yeah. they just he just lifts them by the throat and chucks them across the room. That can't be good for morale, right? No, I wouldn't think. Like, he's the one stuck down there. If you have all these lackeys, what are you trying to get this guy for? It's like, all he's going to do is beat us and kill us. Yeah. Forget it. It's like working at Burger King. As far as I remember. That's quite the, the comparison. <laughs> well, we go back to the library, and Buffy has figured out book stuff faster than Giles about the sun and three stars thing. She order... remembered it. Yeah, she remembered the, seeing it. The Order of Aurelius, and then we meet Owen. Owen, played by Christopher Wheel. But spelled W-I-A-E-H-L. Like, they have to make it difficult. Uh, and too bad our young friend, Ferris. Ferris Mathanum, of course, for part of the council. Unfortunately, couldn't be with us. Investigating some happening in Cleveland, Ohio. We have no idea what it is about yet. But we'll find out soon. All of his favorites this guy's been on. CSI. Oh, yeah. Bull. Mm -hmm. Law and Order. SVU. As NCIS, all the procedurals, and Ferris isn't here to comment on it. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably, probably go. Know. I know exactly who that is. I have no idea who this is. Yeah, I had to like. I was thinking, oh, did this guy do anything else ever in the world? Uh, yeah, he was in all of Ferris's shows, I guess. Uh, yeah, I can't remember him from anything. So poor Owen walks into the library. The librarian asks him, "What do you want?" Yeah. I love how Giles just like he didn't realize that he had was there to get a book. Like, yeah. what else would he be there for? Buffy has to explain that to him that have people come and uh, take books out and read them, and then Giles, of course, says, uh, "I was beginning to think that was a myth." <laughs> Tells you how often anyone other than Buffy, Willow, and Xander is in that library. <laughs> no kidding. It's, yeah, such a, yeah. Although, did you ever have a school library that looked like that? Two no. floors and ornate no. staircases. Oh my god! Uh, he was. <laughs> uh, he had lost his Emily, Adelia. Mm -hmm. His Emily Dickinson uh, poetry book. It's like his security blanket. Does that show up? Okay. Guy comes up to you and says, uh, "I lo I lost my security blanket of Emily Dickinson." poetry would that throw up red flags for you kind of 
Yeah, that would leave it with green. Like, why is a book of poetry your security blanket? And why do you have a security blanket by the time you're in high school? Like, yeah. Well, Buffy mentions that she had a security blanket too, but she doesn't carry around with her. So that's nice. That was nice of her. They get a little flirty. They do. Oh, boy. And uh, she calls her I... Emily Dickens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Dickinson. Yeah. She's pretty smart about uh, American poets. And Giles says, uh, uh, she's pretty good. And Buffy says, for a woman, he says, uh, for an American. Of course. Yeah. Of perfect. Course. Now, uh, they're in the cafeteria. And Buffy gets to talk to Willow. Willow says some things about Ohm saying he's, he's solitary, mysterious. He can... Br- brood for 40 minutes straight i've clocked him uh <laughs> two things one solitary mysterious two words that have never been used to describe me i'm gonna tell you that right now nor me but when you say the word solitary mysterious and then add that he can brood for 40 minutes straight who else does that make you think of angel it's 100% angel. They, they just describe angels. Like they wrote that for Owen. And it's like, maybe we can do this with angel. All right. Yeah. We'll do it with angel. All right. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> she sits down at the table. Xander's there. <laughs> and he says to her, Hey, how did the slang go last night? Oh. Says, Xander. Says, it's like, <laughs> he says, Oh, I mean, how did the, laying go last night oh my god xander he he's so friend zoned and doesn't know how to deal with it in this episode and it's hysterical yeah pretty good uh then of course buffy sees uh owen she's like oh i'm gonna go sit with owen cordy comes in with the hip check knocks her stuff flying good line uh here or whatever saying boy cordelia's hips are wider than i thought she really, yeah. Cordy really had her her sandwich handed to her in this uh, in this episode. Yeah, Nothing went did. Cordy's way as, but no. even her hair. Like we're gonna, I was gonna talk about this later, but they they show up at the bronze later. Later, we'll get to the other bits. But what's with the crimped hair? I mean, that was a very like what eighties, early nineties style that I think might have been trying to come back around that time. It was definitely an correctly. it was definitely an 80s style. I do not remember girls with crimped hair in the 90s. I right? remember it make trying to make a comeback when I was in high school. Maybe it was my freshman year. Well, so. maybe it was because of Cordy. Maybe I don't maybe, know. Maybe the 109th ranked show of 111 or whatever <laughs> it is, 105th ranked show of 111 really had people thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffy at this time, uh, by the way, not doing great in the ratings, but yeah. it's on the WB. What do you want? I think they had yeah. ele- I think they had eleven shows, and it was fifth of all the shows. Yeah, it was doing great on the WB yeah, for the WB. It was nobody, not doing great when you include everything else. Nobody had it, and those that did didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and they had that frog. I didn't. I didn't realize we had the WB until about the middle of season two. So. Yeah, uh, not yeah, not a great launch for that's for no. sure. And the thing, and it was a mid-season replacement. People had other things to do. March, yeah. 
in March of 1997. Uh, it gets, you know, it picks up later. Uh, so uh, they start, uh, Owen starts helping pick up uh, the mess with uh, Buffy. Says, uh, at least you didn't have to eat your Soylent Green. Have you ever watched Soylent Green, Adelia? No. I, I know kind of what it is, but I, I've never watched the movie. There was a weekend I decided I was going to watch the three big Charlton Heston kind of sci-fi movies from the 70s. Besides Towering Inferno, Towering Inferno releasing a, a sci-fi one. So I watched Planet of the Apes. I watched The Omega Man, which is awesome. And then Soylent Green, uh, which isn't very good until the very end. The very end is the only good part yeah. about it. There was a Soylent Green reference from New Rock Stars in regard to Loki. They were speculating that maybe the pie was Soylent Green as Loki. <laughs> they were very wrong about that. Delicious. Delicious. Guys, go watch Soylent Green if you have a chance. No spoilers here. Uh, we're only spoiling this show. Now, uh, Cordy asks, him, asks Owen out to the bronze, but he wants to hang with Buffy. He does. But Cordy says she doesn't like fun. Yeah, she doesn't so, like fun. Courtney is doing everything she can to prevent Buffy from joining them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go back. We see uh, Giles. He's filling Buffy and Willow in on the Order of Aurelius here, Odelia. And the uh, advent of Septus, which coincidentally happens to fall that very night. Well, it's 1,200 years after the advent of Septus. <laughs> Right. Oh, Which sorry. Happened to be that exactly. very nice. Yeah, the 1200th year, the 1200 1200th anniversary. Ugh. Yeah. So it puts a wrench in her dating plans a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Uh, yeah. Of course, Giles says, I'll, "I'll just jump in my time machine, go back to the 12th century, uh, and ask the vampires to delay their prophecies for a few days, so you can take in dinner and a show." That was a very funny line. That made me laugh. <laughs> Okay, at this point, you're abusing sarcasm, she says. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, he even said, he convinces her, she's got to do her duty. They're out in the graveyard, nothing's there. Although he, first, he says, tonight we go into battle. There's nothing. Nothing happening. So, she heads off to the bronze, and one of the biggest tropes in television happens, and it drives me nuts every time. When you see some two people together out of context, and then you just turn and leave, yeah, drives me bananas. Drives me bananas. Yeah. You figure a chick with uh, this much strength, strength character though, she should have just went and got what was hers. But she yeah. doesn't. It's uh, <laughs> a very teenage girl thing to do though, to just turn around yeah. and leave. I have to keep remembering that she's, you know she's fifteen years old or whatever right now. Uh, so she uh next thing we see is a little short bus driving into town this bus containing driver like four other people or something like that. uh first of all is there what kind of a transit line takes four people on a short bus from one town to another that don't know each other I mean, there, there are companies that'll do that in America, for sure. Oh, is there? Yeah. Jeez, I was like, okay. Like, I thought this little shirt was like, that's the kind of little thing or whatever that you just use for, like, uh, school trips or something like that. I didn't no, think No, like, like there's... The actual here, here where I live, there's there's a 
a bus very similar to that one that will load up with people, no matter how many people buy a ticket for it, and drive them to the north part of the state every day. Oh, okay. I'm learning more about America every day. Uh, so, of course, there has to be a weirdo on the bus. And he, this of one's course. Ta- this was talking about judgment. And as soon as he was talking about judgment, I was like, okay, he's the guy that's going to, they're going to kill at the end of the episode because he's too obviously the anointed one. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, there's a little boy playing with a little airplane and his mom and stuff like that, too. Uh, the weirdo is a guy named Andrew Borba. What kind of a name is that? And he's played by an actor named Jeff Mead. Now, Jeff Mead, again, He's done, I think he's one of the only actors that did like all the NCISs. I think that's what I read. Every single one. So, of course, Ferris would have known who this person was. Of course. NCIS, CSI, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I guess he's a big stuntman. And I'm just trying to read up more about him. Uh, He got into an accident uh, on a set uh, while riding a horse. Something happened to an accident. It happened. He was riding a horse. And he basically broke the entire left side of his body. Like from the face down. Ouch. So it took. It turns out he took some time off of work. I would think. You know, he was only half his buddy. He could hop. He could hop on the right side. Uh, get, <laughs> you might want to get kind of used to his face. Um, Buffy has a history of reusing some of the same actors again. One big reason, because they already have a mold for their face. So it's easy to put on if somebody drops out or whatever. So there you go. Uh, The little boy's name is Colin, and he's played by Andrew Furchland. Now, I was trying to find out more about this kid. Uh, He did uh, an old show called Chicago Hope. Not like I believe there's a new one about a hospital called Chicago Hope or something like that. There, I think Chicago Hope. I've never seen these shows. I don't know, but I think Chicago Hope. The name of the hospital in Chicago met. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, this one is a show called Chicago Hope, and he's yeah, also on that show and a show called the John Larroquette Show, yep, uh, which I'd never that. seen. Uh, he, that's really m- most of his acting. He he ends up going to do some uh, uh, AD work, and but this is much later. This is in the last five six years or something like that, and he's written a couple of things. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was my guest, by the way, for who was going to be the anointed one. Was he? Yeah. I, well, you were smarter than me when I first saw this. I can tell you that. I was like, oh, I was like, it. who's the one she wouldn't know? She wouldn't suspect. Oh, it's going to be the kid. Yeah. Uh, back at the bus. Okay, so we see the, the bus is driving. Vampire just stands in the middle of the road. <laughs> bus goes off. Uh, driver goes to check on the guy or whatever. It's like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? I thought just have it would have been fine if you just kill all these guys. With a bus accident, but no, uh, everyone seems to be fine. Uh, of course, the vampire just attacks the bus driver, and then you see all the other guys kind of swarm into the bus and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's yeah. a first big vampire feast. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, the next day, this is the, that's the end of the scene or whatever, everything's black. We go back to school in the morning, and Buffy is bummed. It's at, because for lack of, lack of, Owen Ossity, Adelia. Some of the terms and words that get used in the show. <laughs> yeah. What on earth? Uh, I don't, uh, I, this is a, 
the next part coming up is a, is a part I laugh at legitimately every time I see it. Uh, Owen's asking out Buffy again and then offers her his pocket watch. It's the ornate yes. little pocket watch. Pocket Just so watch. He, so uh, she won't be late or whatever. <laughs> so you see Xander stand, standing there watching. And then he, he looks down at his, his watch, watch and it's Tweety Bird. <laughs> I died laughing at that part. First yeah. off, who carries a pocket watch in high school in I'm the gonna, 90s? I have a couple of things to talk about this guy in a bit. Uh, Xander, yeah, he looks at his watch. Also, uh, uh, Owen makes a joke about the, the the chess the chess club drinks and gets into fights or whatever, and just that look on Xander's face behind his back is like, <laughs> I like that one as well. And I was studying like Xander's uh, locker, so I can't remember how many times we see it. He has a sticker there for Heavy Metal Magazine. I did not figure Xander would read Heavy Metal Magazine. I don't know if yeah. you've ever read Heavy Metal Magazine. No. It's bananas. I saw a movie from Heavy Metal in the 80s with all the SCTV guys doing voices. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. Also has a sticker for the band The Cramps. And The Cramps is like a goth rockabilly kind of band. They're crazy. Uh course they had their big hit song i was a teenage goo goo muck adelia one of your favorites never heard of them never, never heard, heard of, of it yeah they uh i'll say they're an acquired taste the cramps i kind of i kind of like them i just thought it was fun to see a cramp sticker is again something that i just wouldn't imagine xander uh, no that, that very much does not seem xander's personality yeah uh, and anyways poor xander he's bummed over buffy no one and then she goes to check in with Giles real quick and then checks right back. I was like, oh, everything's going to be fine, right? You don't need me, blah, blah, blah. Gets out. And Giles is like, well, he's going to have to, he's, you know, he's going to have to do some work on his own, he imagines. But the master, once again, we see him. And he's still going on about mm -hmm. how he's trapped. And then he'll rule the surface world and then tells his lackeys that if he if they see the slayer they should kill him if we try they should kill her if we try to stop her it's like yeah what uh, of course why, why would this why okay i'm imagining in my head now there was no director commentary there or anything like that writer commentary there's nothing on this episode that i could find but yeah I gotta imagine they came in light right <laughs> you imagine <laughs> they needed about a minute worth of stuff. So they said, uh, why don't you just talk about how you're supposed to go kill them? Yeah, that's what their job is anyways. I, I just didn't understand that scene I mean, at I, all. I feel like the master just repeats himself. It's a different thing every episode he's in, but what the scenes he's in, it's just him repeating the stuff pertinent to that episode. Yeah. Yeah, and the actor is so good. I wish they had more for him. I wish they had more for him to do. But they yeah. stuck him in that first episode. They stuck him in that church basement and they wouldn't let him out. So they kind of, yeah. they, you know, wrote themselves into a corner. So not much they could do about it. Now, you were talking about how friend zoned Xander is. Oh, Xander's so friend zoned. He is up in Buffy's room with Will, helping her pick out clothes for her date. For date. Yeah. It's just like, come on. 
Couldn't imagine. He, Couldn't imagine. He, he tries to tell him where a parka and a, <laughs> a parka ski hat. <laughs> yeah, the flaps really bring out your eyes, I think he says. Oh, uh, and then they just, yeah, then they just tell him to look around, look away or whatever. So he turns around, he gives the quick cheeky thing or whatever, and then sees the Julia Brock and starts perving on her like this. Like, oh my god. Oh, Xander. Uh, a teenage boy. Yeah. Not a great look for you, Xander Harris. No. Uh, but of course, Buffy has to have her good time spoiled because here comes Giles telling her, oh, look, there's a bus crash and, you know, there's five people here. This shit's going down. And uh, just as uh, Owen shows up now. Say this about Owen. If uh, you end up at your date's place and your her two friends start, you know, guardian and stuff like that and telling you how it's supposed to go and also the school librarians there at seven o'clock at night did you get a little weirded out i i would be so confused from the very get-go that i moment that i saw giles like <laughs> what on earth is he doing at buffy's house yeah. he's the school librarian and this guy's just not phased at all like oh you you're here to lecture her about a book she needs to return okay like, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's some good on your feet thinking there. Uh, so, uh, Buffy's complaining. She says, Clark Kent has a job. I just want to go on a date. And then, one of the most iconic lines in the history of the show if the apocalypse comes, beat me. Beat me. Uh, now, did you ever have a beeper, Adelia? I did not personally have one, but my mother had one. So anytime I, we had to get a hold of my mom when she was out somewhere, we had to page the beeper. I'm trying to remember. Uh, like, I never had one. I'm sure I'm sure my friends had them. And I'm sure my friends had them clipped onto their belts. Oh, yeah. The same <laughs> my mom friends, was clipped onto her purse. Yeah, the same the same friends that would also at, uh, at near this time or uh, at this time start when we started getting cell phones would clip them onto their belts too i was i never understood that why would you want to clip to well, i don't my dad does that with his belt. cell phone now and i don't understand it of course uh pagers revolutionizing the drug trade so there you go they did <laughs> well you could beat buffy so that's fun and she keeps and she would check it every once in a while so that's fun too uh now, Xander goes on about Owen. Says, "I don't like the guy. It's his eyes. Crazy." I also like that. It was a good episode. It was a good episode for Xander. If he didn't look good, at least he was good in it. Now, he was. Uh, Giles takes off to the funeral home, and I don't know how they were in the funeral home so fast, but uh, you figure they'd still be in a morgue. They could have just said a morgue, but whatever. I I also want to know how Xander and Willow catch up to Giles so fast when he's driving and they're walking. They're not the only ones. We're going to talk about another instance that's happened. And Giles, and Xander's done this before, too. Xander did this in the second episode. Buffy has a huge head start, and all of a sudden, he's right behind her in the tunnels. I mean, how does yeah. that happen? Now, we were talking about Owen. Now, Owen is like a, is a goth, right? Owen is a, like a jock-looking goth. Yeah. Lots of talk about loneliness 
and death and feeling alone. And, and that's why he loves Dickinson so much. Like, like why he, is it? He's a very strange guy. Why didn't he just like let him wear black and then put on black? Lipstick I don't know. They, they like made him. They like made basically him look Robert like Smith. A, him. Like, they made him look like a preppy jock. Yeah, and then. He's totally got the personality of a goth guy. It was very weird. It's like it's like your tight end of your football team also played bass for Bauhaus. Like, I don't understand. Uh, and, and read and, and clung to a book of Dickinson. Yeah, like a security He calls it a security blanket. Security blanket. And, and he's so also weird. supposed to be a high school kid, and he looks 38. Yeah, there was a lot of that in this episode. <laughs> Oh, there was also a lot of awful white people's 90 dancing. Yes, there was. Uh, ugh, not, yeah, not great. Now, I found out the name of the band that was playing at the Brun. It's called Velvet Chain. Remember Velvet Chain? No. Nobody else does either. Could, couldn't imagine ever wanting to listen to that then. Now, this is where we see Cordy's hair and stuff like that. She's talked to her friend. Her friend also had a, a bit of crimp in her hair. The friend, pretty sure we never see again. That's happened. There's a few Cordy's friends that this happens yeah. about. Uh, Cordy goes up to Owen and she gets shot down again. Just something. It's like, again. Just like completely ignoring the fact that Buffy is there. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit. She's Cordy. No. You know, she's the apex predator. Yeah, she is. Uh, now, Giles pulls up to. The funeral home, and it's the first time we see the Giles Mobile. And I found out what kind of car it is. It's is a it? 1963 Citroen DS. Okay, how did he get that all the way to California? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, well, I'm sure in California they can get it. I guess, but you'd imagine he'd have he to have had that imported. There's no right. way those cars were in the states. Right, you'd have to have it imported, and he lived in England, right? Yeah, that's not an English car; it's a French no. car. The driver's the the drive the steering wheel is on the right side. It was like, well, when I say the right side, like the proper side, it's on the left, not on the right. Like if he was on the right or whatever, you'd figure, oh, okay, he just brought it with him. But no, he just really yeah. wanted a, a Citroën. Citroën. Now, I always thought there was Citroën. Meaning lemon. Yeah. And I thought that's yeah. where the word lemon came from. Like when they're talking about cars. No. Nope. Some guy. Some Belgian guy. Citroën. But he gets to this funeral home and is immediately surrounded by vampires. Yep. And when I say surrounded, there was two of them. There's two of them. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. Uh, the one guy who had the same expression on his face the entire time, I think it was pretty hard-packed <laughs> makeup on him. Uh, he whips out the old crucifix, gets back, and then he's allowed to go into the funeral home. And they give him a, they give him a little bit of a leeway. And he's running here's, around. Here's my thing yeah. about the, the, the funeral home. Mm -hmm. I thought you have to be invited inside places. I think that's a public place. So they can Here, just go in a public place. They can go into public places. It's houses and stuff like that. Okay. Private property. You have to be invited. I didn't that, remember that right then. Yeah. It is a thing on the show. It is a thing on the show as well. Yeah. It, they took, they, 
when they were looking for stuff or whatever, they looked at Dracula, they looked at a couple of things. They picked and choose. And that's one of the things. They do have to get invited inside. Uh, it's something we're going to talk about in a couple episodes. Uh, so, yeah, he, he gets inside. He's running around. And by the way, this is just a mausoleum, right? This is <laughs> what yeah. kind of a funeral home has crypts? I, I mean, it, the, the, I think those are, are kind of common in California, actually. Oh, really? Like, I thought it was just a mausoleum. Like, a mausoleum I know that you they have there. Like, that's where Marilyn Monroe and Hefner and all those other guys are. Just a mausoleum things or whatever. Was, pull the drawer up. Uh, but anyways, he runs off. He finds a spot. Of course, this is where they're doing the embalming and the cremating, right? Of course, he's going to mm -hmm. fucking go in there. So... <laughs> He decides he's going to barricade himself in, Adelia. Now, smart. it is smart. You put the chair up, and then you lean a, a coat rack. Coat rack. Hat rack. Yeah. And then you take a chair, and you put it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know what else he could have grabbed. Right. I just like uh, how he just kind of grabbed it and put it there. It's like, well, it's like I think I did a pretty good job with this first chair. It's like, yeah. uh, do I really need to go in much further? Then he goes to the window and it pops open, and there's Will and Xander who made it there super fast because they they don't have a car by the way. They, they are car. No. They're not even old enough they, to drive. They they walked and he they got there like right after him. Yeah, I don't understand very quickly. They got there at all very quickly. Yeah, it's like a, a precursor to. A, those others are like Game of Thrones, where they kind of map, map travel and stuff like that. They get yeah. right across. These no are the problem. sorts of things you just have to suspend your disbelief on. Yeah, you just go with it, guys. You yeah. know, it's a show about vampires. Life. Now, uh, one thing I did think was strange: why were there bars on the window? I don't know. This is a funeral home. I know it's weird. It looks like prison. Anyways, uh, <laughs> one thing I was just wondering was like, kind of a what kind of a funeral home with bars on the window. Anyways, uh, we go back and uh, we're at the bronze. Now, the Cordy, first time she sees Angel now, mm -hmm. she says, Hello, salty goodness. Yeah, what on earth was that? What is Salty, I don't know. I then I started thinking about it. It's like, oh, maybe she thinks it's a snack. And I think that's where it comes from. Must be like, maybe. Oh, look at the snack. The snack of a snack of a guy right now. So, Angel runs into Buffy. Buffy's like, uh, you know what's happening? Blah blah blah. Buffy says, "You see that guy at the bar there? He came here to be with me. That guy at the bar, 15 years old, at the bar." What does he bring her back? A muffin. Yeah, didn't she sell him right before this that she wanted something fattening? She so brings her a muffin, muffin. At, from the bar. The bar. The bronze is a weird place. I'm it's gonna a ask you a very weird place. I'm going to ask you a question. No okay. bar hopping you've done. And I'm sure there's Which been is, lots. There has not. Okay. Have you ever gotten... You have her said, I'll take a double tequila and a like a muffin? blueberry muffin. No, never. Unbelievable. Uh, so <laughs> Willow and Xander show up, of course, because, you know, 
if they can get to the funeral home that fast, why not get to the bronze that fast? They're, they might be actually right beside How each other. How small is this town? It's a one Starbucks town. I know, but literally, how small is that? I want to yeah. know because they just get everywhere so fast. Yeah, uh, it does not take long to get around that place. That's for sure. There's no traffic. That's for sure, except yeah. for a bus in the middle of the night. Uh, not even the middle of the night. I don't even know when that was. It could, I guess it could have been the middle of the night. So uh, you see Willow and Xander, and they suggest going for a double date. A double date because of the fun, Adelia. Says, ooh, I know a cool place we could hang out. The funeral home. And Owen is all for it. Again, with the, the goth weirdest, The weirdest shit, man. Let's go hang out at the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And he's up for it. He's up for it. Buffy convinces her. Convinces him to stay. Stay with Angel. You know, where do you know, where do you know Buffy from? School, where do you know him from? Work. So, but what has Angel done so far? He hasn't even done anything. Could work. Besides, yeah. drop some cryptic hints. That's all he does. Not much. That's Not all much. that's all he's been doing so far. Of course. And now here's the deal. So the three of them get to the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And eight seconds later, there's Owen. Yeah. Owen, who they left behind. So, so weird. Yeah, this this town. There's something about the town. They're pretty. You know what? They get to be pretty fast, pretty fast in Sunnydale. Uh, Buffy searches around, finds the room that Giles was in. I've uh, trashed. And the bar's ripped wide open for no apparent reason. It's, yeah. Yeah, you know, just to show that it could be done, I guess. As uh, she looks around and which the thing that I don't understand about this mm-hmm. is once the vampires got into the room, why can't they just go back out the door? Yeah. Why did they have to rip open the bars on the window? That's what I'm saying. For no reason those things were ripped open. Yeah. And like one like one like they're spread wide apart, and then one's just ripped. One's yeah. just ripped off. Like it not even it had nothing to do with them getting out. It's so weird. It did, it was weird. So Giles, however, is safe because he hid in a body slab fridge or whatever they call those things. Do you know what they're called? I have no idea what they're called, but we're, it, we're, that was pretty weird. We're going to call it a cadaver slab fridge. Uh, I thought that that, uh, that they could have made it easy and just had that uh, uh, body he was on become a vampire. That would have been fun. Yeah. I was kind of expecting that, and right. it didn't happen. Didn't do anything. Uh, says, uh, says when I said you could have a social life and slay vampires, I didn't uh, mean at the same time. It's like, <laughs> thanks, Giles. What a guy. Then you see them opening the slab doors. The three of them. You open up three doors. Buffy looks in. Giles looks in. And Buffy looks in again. Here's the deal. It was the same door every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. How difficult, how difficult is it just to move over one thing and put the thing into the other one and move, take that picture? It was the same one. It was the same one, yep. Every time. Now, the other three run into another office. This one's a pretty nice looking office. Big curtain in it for some reason. And they open the curtain and that's where, I don't know what they call it, the preparation table or something is. What kind of guy? 
you work you're the you're the manager of a funeral home you want a, a big almost, picture window overlooking it this almost looked to me like it was like uh like a a viewing room that owen willow and xander were in so like family members could see their dead relative or something and a, just a cold gray looking place and also yeah. how like an arm's hanging out like, yeah <laughs> what on earth uh, uh all right and i was surprised when owen said this is the first time i've said it seen a dead body i was thinking this guy's seen dead bodies before yeah i wasn't like i think this is one of those guys that you know shoots at things in the wood with like a what do they call it, a slingshot or something like that this guy cannot be trusted and then That's he says very strange yeah then he says do they usually move uh, no, of course, dead bodies usually don't move. This was so that was the dumbest line. Yeah, not great. Uh, they try. I guess it was they tried for laugh. There's lots of good things in this, guys. You didn't have to go for the obvious thing. Uh, yeah, and then it's that Andrew Borba. He's up. He says, "I have been judged," and then he goes on with his other stuff. So he remembers about all that stuff. Scooby's trying to escape. And then those other vampires, I guess, Order of Aurelius vampires, just close the door on them. They don't decide, well, I'm just going to eat these guys. I'm going to leave them for uh, this guy, the anointed one here. Because this guy's 100% the anointed one. No, he's not. Okay. Uh, Giles uh, <laughs> then uh, finds uh, Borba. He tries to get him with the crucifix, like, get off and get out of here. He gets thrown against the wall. It turns on. The ovens, coincidentally. But what else happens? I don't know. He gets knocked out. So, Adelia, oh. let's put it on the board. Okay. The Times Giles gets knocked out board. Oh, that's right. We have that board. I forgot we had that board. Two. Two. We're up to two. Two and five episodes. Two and five episodes is a lot. He is going to have CTE. Like, his brain is going to get studied. Yeah. Like, what's his name from the Tennessee Titans? Then uh, Owen comes in, hits Borba with a tray. Buffy gets knocked down. <laughs> then he smashes an urn over Borba's head. Oh, that's pretty disrespectful, I would imagine. I would imagine that's pretty disrespectful as well, but like, what else was there for him to grab? Could you imagine their loved one coming in to see that? Would, be, oh, would, would not be impressed. The, the, the people that work at the funeral home would be very confused the next day with the state that it was in. Plus, those things are pretty heavy. Like, those yeah. things are heavy. And he just picked it up with one hand and smashed his Now, did you see that crazy lady whose uh, who's boyfriend, like, cheated on her? So she, she took his mother's ashes and dumped them into the river and had somebody record her do it? No. I think that happened just in the last few months. It's bananas. I'll send you something about it later. She's okay. nuts. Yeah, I forget what the charges they gave her, but yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty nuts. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Buffy comes too. They start fighting. He goes, Owen says to Buffy, he tried to bite me. What a sissy. Again, I don't know who this guy is. 
Is he jock very weird. or goth? He's he's very weird. Yeah. Uh, Owen gets knocked out. Uh, Buffy keeps going on about how you killed my date. Stuff like that. So there you go. That's how we get the name of the uh, the name of the episode, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah. Well, Buffy. Like, yeah, Buffy gets mad about this. Yeah. Beats the hell out of this guy. Chucks him onto the slab thing, and amazingly gets put into the oven. And Giles wakes up just in time to close the door. Uh, so no more anointed one. So it was all a big, it was all a big ruse. But concussed Owen has had enough of Buffy. Mm-hmm. He just wants to go home, spend the day by himself. But here comes the next day, and I guess he's, even though you're not supposed to sleep with a concussion, Adelia, trust me, I know. He uh, did. He, yeah, he went, yeah, he went to sleep. Uh, he comes to school the next day. He says uh, uh, he loves the danger, Adelia. He wants to walk downtown at 3 o'clock in the morning and pick a fight in a bar. So I could appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, like, how's he getting into this bar? Like, yeah, I don't, they're 15 years old. Well, they just go to the bronze. They could just go to the bronze. Is the bronze open at 3 a.m.? Probably. Are they supposed to be serving 15-year-old kids muffins? Well, they could probably serve them muffins. You can serve them muffins, but... You can't serve them a pina colada or whatever else. No. No. So, Buffy does the right thing and gives them the old, it's not you, it's me. And then we can, uh, we can still be friends. So, that's nice. Yeah, he doesn't seem down. too interested in that, though. I like uh, the Seinfeld version where the lady says, okay, okay, it's you. So, yes. Uh, now, Giles then tells Buffy about uh, the responsibility speech where his uh, father told him at 10 years old that he's going to be a watcher. He's going to be a third-generation wa- watcher, Adelia, just like his father and then his uh, his grandmother before him. Mm-hmm. Busy watching. This guy can't do anything. I, but I was more intrigued. Families. I was more intrigued by um, Giles's plan for his career. He's <laughs> gonna be a fighter pilot. Yep. Or possibly a grocer. Or possibly a grocer. <laughs> like those are two very different things. That's nice. My kid's a grocer. Uh, I can picture Giles as a fighter pilot. I can picture him as a grocer. I can picture him as a grocer. Yeah, I can picture him. He's probably one of the hoity-toity grocers, like a health foods grocer or something like Uh that. I can see him be one of those. Uh, So I think Buffy is starting to realize some of her responsibilities. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's going to stick, but she's starting to realize it. Now, one thing. Giles tells her that he doesn't have an instruction manual. But... There's an instruction manual. Uh, it gets talked about next season. Next season, okay. there's no, they'll, they're going to talk about it. I believe they just say that uh, uh, they knew it wouldn't work for Buffy, or he knew it wouldn't work for Buffy, so he threw it out. Anyways, okay. that's it. Everybody's happy. There's They've stopped the anointed one, but wait, there's the anointed one. It wasn't them. You're right. It's it little, little boy Colin. And that's how the episode's end. It's like, oh, welcome, the anointed one. And there's that little boy. He has that little boy smirk. He should have had the airplane. The airplane would have been 
creepier, I think. But anyways, yes, that's it. That's it for never, never Kill a Boy on a First Date. Yeah. Um, I was reading some things, and, like, a lot of people said uh, of, the, like, the setup episodes, like, in the first season, this one wasn't their favorite. It's like, what do you, what do you want? What else do you want from an episode? This ep- I thought this up. I love this episode. I'm going to have a hard time saying that I didn't like any episodes, especially in the first season. But, yeah, I really did like this one season or this episode. Now, next week. Ooh, it's one of the tastier episodes of the season, Adelia. The okay. pack. The pack is next week. Another pack. Yeah, the pack. It's another Xanderish episode, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot, you know, they're going to have these things or whatever where deep down it's about, uh, you know, peer pressure and stuff like that. But we're going to watch it. And we'll talk about it next week or next time on the Re Watchers Council. Maybe we'll have other council members here. Maybe we won't. We'll see. We're gonna we'll find out when the time we're gonna comes. try real hard to have Matrix Ferris is here next week. We'll do yeah, we'll well we'll try. But real hard. All right, we'll see what we can do. Uh Adelia, thanks so much for talking Buffy with me. Uh where can people find you on this good old uh interweb? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever the app is called this week at mm-hmm. Adelia Chambo. Uh, I'm on this channel, the uh, entertainment channel with Ferris Muthana on Friday night talking about uh, our differing tastes in music on a new episode of The Open Table unless something comes up and makes us postpone it again. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 8 p.m. Pacific on Friday night. And then um, next Tuesday, we'll be back with another episode of Starting Eleven over on the Highlights channel. Uh, me and Snark talking about the English Premier League, and it'll be a very interesting weekend, I'm sure. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's next Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Highlight Channel. Link to that channel is in the description of this episode. And uh, of course, we'll be back here next week, Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Entertainment Channel with the Rewatchers Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, real good timing on that uh, musical taste episode, considering Spotify wrapped just happened it did turns out i'm an alchemist adelia i'm a vampire yeah well gee it said i was a vampire i was like what the signs were there i know the rewatchers you're just doing you're just doing this to study us no unbelievable no, 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 no. I friggin' I friggin' I want to know if ferris uses spotify because if he does we will be discussing the spotify wrapped 100 I'm just trying to remember how many minutes. I think they said 51,000 minutes I listened to or something. 26 straight days or whatever they said I listened to Spotify. Mine was six straight days. I haven't listened to Spotify as much as I should have this year. I'm going to correct that next year. See, the thing with me is I just have one of those speakers or whatever I have on my hip. And when I do all my stuff in the morning, so for three hours, I just listen to Spotify while I do all my work. So I don't know what I do with them. I go bananas. Anyways, back to me, Delia. (laughs) Uh, one other place you can find me here on the Let's Get Ready Network is LGRN After Snark, a uh, show I do with Danny on the weekends. Uh, we had last week off. We had this week off because, let's face it, we do so many shows. But um, How many shows have we done? I think we've done 50 now. 50 shows or 51? I don't know. We've done quite a bit. I think you're very close to 50 if you haven't hit 50 yet. So, uh, we'll, yeah, uh, unfortunately, something unfortunate happened with Danny. So we're just uh, taking this weekend off. We'll be back, hopefully, the next weekend to talk about something. And 
and not sure what. But we have to come up with something because it's on YouTube, Adelia. It is. We, we got to have some kind of topic and touch on the topic for mm -hmm. a few minutes. And then we could talk about whatever we want, I suppose. I yeah. guess. I guess. It, they, I don't know if it's nailed down what the rules are or not. Anyways, uh, that's where you'll find me. Uh, what am I on uh, on Twitter? Snark Yeti. At Snark Yeti. Uh, not a great follow. Maybe I'll do some things. I started a, a TikTok thing so I can follow the Let's Get Ready Network. Do you think I'll ever do a TikTok, Adelia? No, because neither will I. And I have a TikTok to follow the Let's Get Ready Network TikTok. Good which we will be posting some, some clips on the Let's Get Ready Network TikTok here coming up in December. You know what I'd like to do is I'd like what? to find that, that song from the 70s, Popcorn, that do, 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 and just take videos of my dog. Just with the song going. That would be every TikTok, though. It get old yeah. pretty fast. Anyways, talking about dogs. Wait till next week in the pack. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And we will see you guys next time.